This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways for my son to get involved and give back in our local community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about how to make your life happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. This week, we'll talk about why you should do a 10-minute closer and discuss the problem of demanding neighbors. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, who... I will get to see you soon, Elizabeth, very briefly, um, but I'm hoping that I will get to hang out with you a bit when I'm in L.A. soon. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yes, um, Gretch, I think Jack is hoping that you'll make some wars with him. Oh, yeah. We'll have to see if it happens. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Now, before we jump in, we wanted to put out a call to the listeners. Um, Here in the United States, it's the summertime, and a lot of people go on summer travel, summer trips, summer vacations. Coming up, a lot of times in the United States, this is in August. And so for our very special episode that is airing on uh, August 1st, we want to pack it with hacks, tips, strategies, and try this at home ideas for making travel easier and more pleasant. And we really want to feature lots of voices. So if you're inclined, please uh, leave us a voicemail message at 774-277-9336 or easier to remember, 77-HAPPY-336. And you could also email us a voice memo to podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And we want to include lots of ideas. So it'd be really helpful if when you're giving your strategy, your hack, your try this at home, if you keep it brief and to the point. Yes, but not too brief. We want to hear your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah not too brief. And then Gretchen, I wanted to mention that your audiobook for Happier at Home goes on sale next week on July 17th. You re-recorded it with your own voice yes. uh, because you realized that's what the people wanted. 
Yes. So if you are li- looking for an audiobook to listen to as part of your summer travels or any travels or just in general, yes, you can listen to Happier at Home, voiced by me, as they say. Um, it was a lot of fun to do that. So, Elizabeth, this week, our Try This at Home tip is to end each stage of your day with a 10-minute closer. That sounds good. What is it exactly? I like the title. (laughs) So this is an idea I write about in my uh, book, uh, Outer Order, Inner Calm, which I'm getting ready to stop editing finally um, so that it can be published in March. Um, And the idea of the 10-minute closer came to me because... You know, when when you're with children, you are so careful to give them transition times. Like we're told as parents and teachers and everything, like they need notice. They need to be kind of gently guided from one activity to another. They need transitions. You can't just abruptly expect them to go from one thing to another. They can't just like go from active play into bed. They can't be like busily crayoning something and then all of a sudden put their stuff away and go to lunch with no warning. And mm. And like many things having to do with raising children, I think that Things that apply to children apply to adults just as much. And mm-hmm. I think that we need transitions as adults. Yeah, we all need transitions. It helps so that you're not just abruptly, you know, trying to put yourself in a totally different mindset. Yeah, I think that's very hard for people to do. It's certainly hard for me to do. I need a lot of transition time. Um, and I think a great way to build in that transition that's very helpful and effective is to use a 10-minute closer to spend 10 minutes kind of cleaning up. Uh, lightly cleaning up what whatever stage you've been in as a way to kind of put an end to that part of your day and to say, and now I'm going to move into the next part of my day. And then, of course, the nice thing about using your 10-minute closer in that way is that when you come back to whatever that stage is, if it's your desk or whatever, it's going to be nicer because you have yes. spent that time cleaning it up. Yeah, that's a huge advantage. Uh, so what do you do, like, at the end of your workday, Gretch? Do you have a routine? Yes. And I've started doing this and I have to say it's really it's like calming. It kind of gives you that feeling of like you've checked something off like, okay, my day is done. Um, And then in the morning, it's so much nicer because my desk in my office is so much cleaner. So what I do is, first of all, I glance over my calendar for the next day. Mm. And this has saved me many, many kind of panic attacks. I get rid of all the dirty dishes. I throw away trash like if I have a dried out pen or I have a food wrapper or something. I put loose change in my change envelope, which I carry around in my backpack. I put away pens and paper clips and binder clips and, you know, my stapler and all this stuff that just gets scattered mm-hmm. out over my day. Um, I toss any paper. You know, I constantly am making notes to myself, and that can accumulate. And then I'm like, what is this? I have to look at mm-hmm. it. So I stay on top of that, file things, and anything I've used. Like, just recently I had to consult Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix mm-hmm. So I had it up there and I'm like, okay, well, I've done what I need to do. Now it's time to put Harry Potter back on the shelf. That's great. I, as you can imagine, this I never do this. Yeah. Um, I, and I should because like if I had Harry Potter out, it would probably be on my desk <laughs> for the next three years until you came yeah. to Clutter Clear again. <laughs> That's why I love um, to come. Yes. But I do think this would be a great mental exercise for me, both just putting the stuff away and mentally letting go of the workday. I mean, I think for me, it's hard to transition because I feel like I should always do more work. Yeah. So it's like this ritual would like would be me accepting I'm done with work, which would probably be a good thing because then I can more fully relax. 
Well, it's interesting because Thoreau said, I love a broad margin to my life. And I feel like you do have, you're like rushing from one thing to the next thing. Like you're, you are always like trying to like do one more thing right before you go to the door. And that's part of why you're so productive and effective. But it can kind of give you this feeling of being overwhelmed. And then like you can't find anything. And then like, where is that? And then there's just a bunch of trash everywhere. It's if you can take the 10 minutes and do it, I found that it really does put me in a calmer state of mind and then I enter in more easily the next day because you know I don't know if you have this thing where you walk into your office also you share an office so it's like you walk in and you're just hit by oh my gosh this explosion of stuff that has to be used and sorted and understood and and it just it can feel overwhelming just to step in across the threshold in the morning. Yeah and I mean I'll also say that I think you talk about doing this before bed. Yeah yeah that's another transition. For me, it would be an even bigger deal. So let's talk about doing it before bed. Yeah, well, what are the kind of things you can imagine doing before bed? Like if you were going to make your... Because you don't naturally do this. This is true. This for you would take like a lot of deliberate, like you would have to make up your mind to do it. Yeah, um, but I think I should. You know, putting stuff away. Again, it's the kind of the same things. It's like putting stuff away, get, you know, dirty dishes, trash. Also like... I don't know if this counts like doing a, you know, skincare regime yeah. or if that's another, if, if that's like a whole other. Uh, <laughs> it um, can be whatever you want it to be. Uh, but um, yeah. Going through the mail and getting rid of junk mail, yeah. uh, putting the remote, you know, in its charger. I mean, so putting shoes away would be a big one for me. Shoes away, jackets, coats, stuff like that. And then just things that are very just cosmetic, but that I think calm you down, like putting chairs back, like, you know, like our kitchen table chairs are always out all over the place. Mm. Just putting those back, closing drawers, cabinets, closets, that kind of, it just looks more orderly and it doesn't take any time. For us, dog toys. Barnaby loves dog toys. And by Mm. the end of the day, there's like 10 dog toys all over the place. And it just looks messy. And then if I put them away, it looks it's it's very disproportionate effect. And then you would be so nice to walk out in the morning and, oh, it's so yeah. nice and ready for the day. I mean, the funny thing, Gretch, for me is, you know, Adam and I, like, we have two things that we fight about um, over and over. One is our struggle over, uh, like, being on time, yes. me wanting to be on time, him not caring. And the other one is me being messy. It's funny. They're very symmetrical. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they are, right? <laughs> um, but but if I just did this every day, it would probably like improve my marriage like noticeably. So I am really I want I want to do this and I want you to like check in with okay, me. Okay. I will. In a month and see if I'm, you know, if I'm following through and the impact it's having cuz I think if I would just do this every day, it would take care of so many of those things that annoy Adam. But also, like, maybe to, because you're always, you're the queen of reframing, is to think of it as, like, you're not doing it for him, even though you are doing it for him, but you're doing it for yourself because it's going to calm you. I mean, you have racing thoughts at night. It's going to help you sleep. It's a way to, like, create an environment that's going to, it's like a way for you to wind down. It's a kind of clutter-clearing meditation, you know? Like, it's something that you can enjoy. And I find it very relaxing. It's just like, and I don't do anything hard. I don't make any decisions. It's just the grunt work. And so, and and I do find that it makes it easier to move through the day because, and then you can look back and you're like, oh, everything looks so nice. You know, it gives you that little feeling of like accomplishment 
that is very energizing. And it is true that for most people, outer order contributes to inner calm. It just does. And if you can find those little ways of creating outer order without having to feel like you need to take off the whole weekend and clean out the garage, it, it just um, it just gives you that little boost. Yeah, and I could see that if I do this nightly, it would start triggering like sleep feelings because yes. you, you just you know, associate it's that it. Routine. Yeah. 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 Well, so let us know if you do try this at home and whether doing a 10-minute closer works for you after work, uh, before bed, whenever you do it. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com or go to happiercast.com slash 177. This is episode 177 for everything related to this episode. Coming up, we've got a happiness hack about how to buy shoes online. But first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Elizabeth, I have to say I love this week's happiness hack. It's so concrete. And it yes. solves a problem in such an obvious and yet not obvious way. Yeah, this hack comes from our listener, Christine, who works full time and has three kids under age five. Wow. Yeah. She says, I seem never to know my kids' shoe sizes. Their feet are growing so fast and it's always a guessing game when I try to buy shoes for them online. I was in a shoe store last month and saw the foot measuring thingy called a Brannick device, it turns out. 
And I thought, oh my gosh, I so wish I had one of those at home. A quick Amazon search later, and I am the proud owner of my very own foot measuring thingy, <laughs> and I never have to guess on the kids' shoe sizes again. This is such a great this idea. Is, yes. Yeah. Well, it's like, duh. Yeah, well, so, okay, I did. I looked online for, like, a Brannock device, B-R-A-N-N-O-C-K. I will link to all this, by the way, in the show notes. But it turns out that Brannock devices, like the kind that you see in a shoe store, the metal kind that are very heavy, those are very substantial, but they are not cheap. Mm. Um, if you, like, for someone like Christine, it could be a good investment because she's got lots of kids with lots of years. Um, but if you don't want to spend as much, they all, if you look at foot measuring device, there are some ones that are, like, not quite so substantial, but they're a lot cheaper. Um, so you can kind of pick and choose, if you're interested in this, the one that's kind of the right level for you. Yeah, I love this. I want to, it's like, I we never know what size oh. Jack is because he changes constantly. Well, and they like do that every thing where two you, weeks. you're supposed to like outline their foot on a piece of paper. I mean, it's just, I, yes. How can you know? This is great. This is a great yeah. hack. Excellent. Thank you, Christine. Thank you. Now, Elizabeth, for this week's Know Yourself Better question, I love this question. It is a question inspired by May Sarton. So May Sarton was an American poet, novelist, and memoirist. And I have to say, I have never read her poetry or her fiction, but I have read all her journals and memoirs. Mm. She published something like 10 journals, many on the theme of solitude because she lived by herself. She spent a lot of time writing and working on her garden, and she also writes about aging. Many of these memoirs were written when she was in her 70s and 80s. Mm. And I really love them. And one thing that's interesting about May Sarton is she loved, loved, loved flowers. It is a huge Mm. theme in her work. And in her memoir, Plant Dreaming Deep, she writes, If someone asked me what my idea of luxury is, I think my answer would be flowers in the house all year round. Mm, That's a great question. What's luxury for you? Yeah, because I think, you know, for her, she knew what it was. Flowers in the house all year round. And she really cultivated that. Excuse the pun. Like she really went out of her way to have flowers in the house so that she had that feeling of luxury. Yeah, I mean, this is a good question to ask yourself because a little bit of luxury in the right place yeah. makes life just feel more comfortable, more beautiful, yeah. uh, just more elevated. Yeah. And when you know what luxury is for you, you can try to incorporate it and then just not worry so much about the things that don't matter to you in terms of luxuries, even if for other people, those things are luxurious. Well, and I think it's that that old thing, like what's fun for you may not be fun for someone else and vice versa. Like the things that you consider luxurious might seem completely a matter of indifference. And and a lot of times you don't need much. Like I was for Christmas, I was trying to think of a present for Jamie. And Mm. I thought he had just started getting really into bourbon, uh, for a long time, mm-hmm. he couldn't drink alcohol because he had hepatitis C. But once he was cured, yay, he developed a taste for bourbon. So to make it just more luxurious, I got him two of those Waterford Crystal old-fashioned glasses. I found them on sale. Elizabeth, you were with oh. me, I think, when I found them. They were on yeah. sale. It's a set of two. And he uses it all the time. And it's just making oh, it's great. It just raises that little bit of life into just making it feel just more, more luxurious, more lovely. Well, Gretch, one thing I find luxurious, which mm. is another glassware-related <laughs> item, is, yeah. um, you know, I love mugs. Oh, yeah. And on yeah. the weekends, I use my china mugs. So Ooh. I have, you know, 
I'm I'm collecting a new set of china bit by bit, and yeah. part of that collection in, includes um, mugs. It's Jaliska Country Estate in Flint for anyone who's interested and wants it, to look up my very, new china very, pattern. Very attractive. Uh, but anyway, they I have these mugs, and so I, I use them on the weekend because I'm like, I have these gorgeous mugs. I want to use them, but they're kind of special, so I, I always use them on the weekend, and I love waking up Saturday morning, going out and getting coffee in my china mug well see this is a perfect kind of luxury because it really makes like the weekend feel more special and you save it so that you don't it just doesn't become the ordinary thing you know on most days you're just using your like giveaway mugs or whatever um that's a great luxury and it doesn't cost you anything like you already have the mug you might as well use it yeah yeah now for me it's perfume you know i'm a freak Mm, about you love perfume and scent and the fact is you can't wear perfume all the time because if I'm going to someplace where I'm going to be around a lot of people, I know that a lot of people don't like to be around perfume. So I wear it like when I'm home at home alone, mostly, mm-hmm. or like <laughs> at night. And I love at night. I'm like, ooh, what perfume will I pick? And it just feels like such a little moment of luxury to pick out my perfume. You know something that feels very luxurious to me that I don't have that I think I should get because mm. it's under $200? Mm is one of those a throw blanket that's like a faux fur oh i've seen those throw blanket oh my god i've gotten them for other people um because i always think oh my gosh this is like so soft and wonderful yes and it that to me is so luxurious and i'm always cold and i would use it all the time so i think i should get myself one of those yes and then at night watching tv i can pull my faux fur blanket over me and I'll feel very luxurious. Well, see, I think one of the things about luxury too is a lot of times it helps us connect to our bodies and that's very satisfying. Like I'm getting very obsessed with the five senses. And so using your t- your sense of touch like that is great. Mm. Um, but listen, there's something that for many people is a luxury, but I know for you is not a luxury um, item is like fancy coffee. Oh, right. I remember whenever we're in New York, you're like, I love deli coffee. That's my favorite kind of coffee. It's like the cheaper, the better. (laughs) It's true. I like bad coffee. I don't like, quote unquote, good coffee. It's too strong for me. I like 7-Eleven coffee. I like deli coffee. I like, you know, Dunkin' Donuts coffee, which is, you know, actually Dunkin' Donuts is considered one of the best. Yeah. Uh, But I, I love bad coffee. Well, I think it's this idea that when we give more to ourselves, we can ask more from ourselves. So if you're asking yourself to do a lot of things that are, you know, a stretch or a little bit hard, if you give yourself a luxury, then you don't feel deprived. You don't feel like, oh, well, I've just been, you know, I'm out of whack. You feel like you're being, you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. And I also think it's, you know, when you think about luxury, it's like it doesn't have to be a yacht. You know, there are little things that can feel very luxurious, like nice soap. You know, that's something that can really elevate your bathing ritual and make you feel like you've treated yourself and it's not expensive. Um, Here's a great I was reading this book called Iris Apfel, Accidental Icon, Musings of a Geriatric Starlet. (laughs) It's all about Iris Apfel. And her, she's, and she's this 96-year-old woman. She's a style icon. She's, you've seen her picture. She's an older woman with, like, enormous round dark glasses and a lot yes, of accessories. Yes. She's, like, super, just super fabulous. And she says for her, the greatest luxury is peace of mind. Mm. Mm. But she also talks about a great grilled cheese sandwich, listening to Sinatra's songs in the wee hours, cruising a flea market, caviar, which she describes as her drug of choice, 
and Mm. slipping into a freshly made bed with crisp, clean sheets and finally eating stuffed cabbage. So those are all things, for the most part, that are pretty inexpensive and that for her, though, give her that feeling of luxury. Interesting. It's fun hearing what what makes people have that sort of rush of uh, pleasure. Yeah. I wonder if for some people it would be about something they they loved in childhood, like the things that we loved in childhood or that were treats then, I think, mm. kind of stay treats. Yeah. Stray feeling luxurious. Yeah. So, Gretchen, it'll be, it would be so fun to hear from our listeners about what they find luxurious, because I think people are going to have radically different ideas. Yes. Yes. But we can all get ideas from each other because I think sometimes yeah. saying to yourself like, ooh, this is a luxury, just makes an ordinary thing feel more special. So maybe realizing that, oh, a great grilled cheese sandwich is a luxury for somebody. <laughs> it could help you cultivate it as a luxury yourself. Yes. Now for a listener question. As we said, you can always leave us a voicemail question at 774-277-9336 or 77-HAPPY-336. This week's listener question comes from Jill. She wrote to us in response to the Try This at Home we talked about in episode 164, which was Don't Assign or Accept Homework. She says, Today's episode on not assigning or accepting homework hit home today on a work-from-home level. I own my own one-person consulting firm and, like you, Gretchen, primarily work from home. Since I began working remotely three years ago, my neighbors and family often ask for favors during the day. Several times a month, someone will ask if I can watch their child for two hours while they go to an appointment, if I can let out their dog while they're on vacation, if I can coordinate some event for our kids, etc., At first, I frequently said yes because I wanted to be helpful and, surprise, I'm an obliger. (laughs) Of course, I meet outer expectations the moment they're expected. But now that work has picked up and I can hardly keep up with my own personal tasks in a given week, I have a hard time wanting to give someone even 15 minutes of a favor. I consistently say no and have explained that I'm very busy working during the day. But the more they ask, the more the animosity grows on my side, and I'm struggling to come up with ways to create boundaries. For a while, I considered renting office space so people would take my work more seriously, but I don't feel that I should have to go to that length to set a boundary. How do you create boundaries in your work-from-home environment? What a great question. What a great question. Well, I think what's interesting about Jill is Jill can say no. So she Mm -hmm. is able to say no, but she's feeling resentment. So that's what she's struggling with. So she is able to say no, but she's feeling anger and animosity. And so she wants to be able to feel better about it, you know, and feel, 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 not feel tormented by the fact that she's saying no. Yeah. And my take on that is that she needs to release her own guilt about saying no. Like, I think the reason she feels angry is because she is an obliger. She does want to meet outer expectations. So she feels guilty. And then when you feel guilty, that makes you angry, which is perfectly understandable. And she should not feel the least bit guilty for saying no. I mean, you know, yes, she works at home, but she's working. I mean, can you imagine like if you were like if I was at the office and a neighbor called and was like, can you let my dog out? I mean, it's like I'm at work. It's just, you know, the fact that she's working at home doesn't mean that like it's not still her work day. Well, and also the fact is, like you say, oh, well, can you just let my dog out? That takes 10 minutes. It's like, 
yeah, but now my whole day has to be organized around that. And then your dog runs yes. away or your dog won't come out or, you know, your dog yeah. is throwing up. And now it's like, do I clean it up? Do I call the vet? Do I call you? It's, or watch your child. That's a big ask. Have a child. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, like it's and this comes to what we talked about in episode 28. And one of my favorite posts that I've ever written in my life is about the problem of shared work. Um, yeah. So I'll post links to that. But fact number one about shared work is that work done by other people sounds easy. So these mm. assignments sound easy, but then it's like if you're going to be there to receive a package, your whole day has to be yeah. organized around that. And and then if it's like, oh, they're delayed an hour and a half, it's like, well, what if you had an appointment, but now you can't go to your own appointment because you've got to be there to meet this important package? It's like, it's no, it's not a small thing. It's not a small thing in a workday to be asked to do these totally unrelated side errands. And so, again, yeah. wh- why the guilt? You need to stay free and focused for your work day. Yeah, I don't know if these people asking for favors understand the mental yes. space that having a task like in front of you yes. takes up. So it's like, okay, if I know at 4 p.m. I have to go let the dog out, it's like, you're like, okay, now it's noon. Now it's yeah. what you're sort of, you yes. know, always yes. men- doing this mental calculation and it can be really distracting. Yes. Yeah. And it can stop you from organizing things in the way that's more efficient for you. Because you're like, well, now would be the best time for me to go run this errand. But I can't because in 10 minutes I have to be, you know. Okay. Um, but, you know, this isn't to say, I mean, I'm sure Jill, you know, will help people out in an emergency. Yes. She sounds like a very nice yes, person yes, yes. who does do people a lot of favors. This isn't saying you should never do anything yeah. for anyone. But, like, your work has to be um, a priority, and everybody needs to understand that. And if they don't understand that, it's not your problem. But also, I think, and this is another thing about shared work, is the more you say yes, the more people will ask, and the more they will Mm. assume that it's no big deal. Because they're like, she does this all the time. It can't be a big deal. And the more you say no, people learn to stop asking if it's not an emergency. They're like, you know, Jill's not just not available to do this kind of thing. If it, you know, right. and so by persistently saying no, you might find that you will get fewer asks. And so people just have to readjust because at first you were saying yes. Now they have to adjust to you saying, you know, and I'm really too busy. I can't do that. But stick, but stick to your guns and then they will accommodate that. They'll learn what you're willing to do and what is just a, too much of an ask. And worst case scenario, you could always lie and say, oh, I have a conference call that, (laughs) you know, I don't know yet when it's set, so I can't commit to doing anything. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. It's certainly don't run out of an office space. My gosh, all the money and then like going back and forth. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, Mm -hmm. um, that's good. Well, this is a legitimate issue. Don't feel bad, Jill. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, keep drawing those boundaries and eventually everyone will um, get the message. Yes, so thanks for thanks for that one. Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a demerit related to Barnaby's birthday. But first is break. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that, and kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high-heat processing, making an ultra-processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, 
loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And happier listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com happier. Visit IXL.com happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Okay, Gretch, it's time for demerits and gold stars. And this is an odd-numbered episode, which means you are up for a happiness demerit. Yes. Recently, we had Barnaby's birthday, which is June 24th, and I totally forgot it. You know, I love minor holidays. I love kind of family, reasons for family holidays. And this is the perfect minor holiday, like dog birthday. What is more fun than dog birthday? And I just completely forgot it. And like the next day, my kids are like, oh, yeah, we didn't do anything for Barnaby's birthday. So the lesson is put it on the calendar like everybody mm-hmm. else in my family's birthday. And then we will remember it. And I have a year to come up with, like, what is the fun way to celebrate <laughs> a dog's birthday? Um, How old was Barnaby, by the way? He was three. Three? Oh, yes. happy birthday, Barnaby. Happy birthday, Barnaby. So that was my demerit. So, Elizabeth, what was your gold star for this week? <laughs> well, I am giving my gold star to my sister-in-law, Olivia. Mm. Um, she gave me for my birthday this... It's a, it's a, I don't know if I to call it a water bottle or a beverage. Um, it's like a cup. It's a it's cup. cup. It's a cup. It's, it's a corkical stemless wine glass. So it's really the, the main reason it exists is to take wine on a picnic. See, I couldn't really. You were cold. telling me about this and I couldn't envision what a stemless wine glass is. It's a cup is what well, a person. It's a cup. <laughs> it's a cup. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it's an amazing cup. Um, yeah, Gretch, what I love about it is that it just it's so satisfying to drink out of this cup. And uh-huh. what I've realized about myself is I hate water bottles, which of yes. course we all should be using reusable um, you know, bottles to drink water out of instead of plastic. But I've just realized I hate unscrewing the top and having to screw it back on. I hate washing them because it, there's just this little hole and you're not supposed to put them in the dishwasher. But this corkical stemless wine cup is the perfect thing to have by my side all day. I can keep refilling it, and it keeps the water incredibly cold Uh. for, like, hours. So I just always have this wonderfully delicious cup of cold water by my side. So it's not like putting it in a mug where it's just, like, then it gets room temperature. 
Exactly. It okay. stays cold, and it's also just very pleasing to look at. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, if I ever need to take a glass of wine on a picnic, <laughs> it would also be perfect. For that purpose, it has a lid. It comes with a lid. Uh, so gold star to Olivia for, like, opening up my world to the corkical stemless wine glass. Yeah, and I should an- mention... This was on Oprah's list of favorite things uh. this year. Oprah, it's Oprah approved. <laughs> but it's not an advertiser. But we're just you're saying this no. from the bottom of your heart. Um, yes. And I'll put a but I'll put a link to it if anybody wants to check out the curricle uh, for themselves. <laughs> um, and that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Try the 10 minute closer, a way to tidy up as you move through your day and night. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. And thanks to our producer this week, Sarah Bentley. She's subbing in for Odelia Rubin. Thank you, Sarah, for uh, being here today. Yep. Also, thank you to Kristen Meinzer and Andy Bowers of Panoply. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Kraft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, you know what I'm going to say. Please be sure to tell a friend. Help a friend listen to a podcast. And subscribe to us. It is really a help if you subscribe to us in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcasting app. The resources for this week. I have uh, these five 21-day projects. Um, I really do think that in 21 days, you can make an actual change to make yourself happier without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. And I have these little 21-day happiness projects. There's one that's free if you want to try it out. And then there are four that are $4.99 each. And... One, it's uh, strategies for habit change, know yourself better, declutter your life, quit yelling at your kids, cope with a difficult person, or the one that's free is strengthen your relationships. So you can check that out. I'll put the links in the show notes. And also, if you want my checklist for habit change, that's this quick checklist that I created. If you're working on an important habit and you want to use all the 21 strategies that I talk about in my book, Better Than Before, this is just a very easy template to see if you're thinking of everything you might do to strengthen an important habit. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework.